Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Everybody's got a to-do list. I get one from my wife. Drop off the dry cleaning, pick up some milk, figure out something to get out of the house so I can relax. Here's an idea. Let's add save hundreds of dollars on car insurance. The good thing? You don't have to drop off or pick up anything. All you have to do is go to geico.com and in 15 minutes, you could be saving 15% or more on car insurance. Do you like extra money in your pocket? Do you like not having to drive somewhere to pick something up? This is the way to do it. It just may be the most rewarding thing on your to-do list today. That's geico.com. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave, this is Dan Patrick. Hope you had a great weekend, everybody. Gang's almost here. Fritzy went to uh, Buffalo yesterday with his son to watch his Broncos lose again to the Buffalo Bills. So he's working from home today. But Seton's here, Paulie's here, McLevin, and uh, yours truly. By the way, we've uh, created a holiday gift box that'll make a great holiday gift for uh, you or your favorite DP Show fan. Limited edition opportunity. Uh, One-of-a-kind, RC-designed, long-sleeve DP Show t-shirt. Now, RC is the one who did the man cave. All of that great artwork in here. A very, very talented guy. Uh, classic vintage wool DP show pennant and great sports uh, a DP show bottle there. We got some stickers in there. The holiday box includes a free mystery uh, T-shirt in there. Holiday box goes on sale on Friday. DP gear store at danpatrick.com and the uh, Dan Patrick app. I'm being told we might have a couple of calendars left over, but still working on inventory here because we went through 2,500 of those calendars if you want to get those in time for the holidays. And if you do send them in for us to autograph, you have to have a self-addressed stamped envelope, okay? Because Mario is not capable of getting these and sending them back out. But if you make it easy for him, we'll sign them. And we've done so. We've probably done uh, close to 40 of those calendars so far. We want to make sure we get those out in time. Best and worst of the weekend. Phone calls coming up. We'll check in with the Cowboys. Tim Kalashaw covers the boys for the Dallas Morning News. And, of course, one of the stars of Around the Horn. McLovin, what kind of poll question do we have? So I actually put up that one that I pitched. Uh, who is most likely mm. to start for their own team next year with the, the Ryan Tannehill poll? And Ryan Tannehill did not win, but he came in second place. People say Philip Rivers is most likely to stay in L.A., followed closely by Tannehill, then only 4% say Cam Newton will be back in Carolina. I don't think Cam's back. I have serious doubts about Philip Rivers being back. Ryan Tannehill might be there as just a stopgap measure, maybe at a Band-Aid quarterback situation. But there's going to be a couple of free agent quarterbacks out there. I wonder when... I could see Cam Newton ending up with the Chargers. I don't know if the Bears would go, let's bring in Cam Newton. Now, would he be an upgrade? I, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, yes, he would be. But I don't know how healthy he's going to be. And right now, Trubisky is a better athlete than Cam Newton because I don't know how healthy Cam is going to be able to play like the old Cam Newton. Can he play that way? 
if he can, then, you know, you found yourself, you know, some magic here. But I, I, I don't know. It feels like Mitchell Trubisky needs to be coached up a little bit better. Yeah, McLevin. It's part of that uh, because of Kyle Allen's success at Carolina, although he's been a little up and down, the quarterback. Yeah. I mean, will he be the guy there? It seems a lot of people are saying that. I don't think so. Do so you think they're a new quarterback in Carolina? Well, what I was told over the weekend, uh, and I wasn't even asking about this. We were just talking about quarterbacks, and you know, we got to we were talking about Kyler Murray, and you know, has this been successful? And the answer is yes. And what's this mean for other quarterbacks coming in? And I, you know, we start, started then talking about other teams, and I said, "Well, what do you think is going to happen in Carolina? They're going to need a new quarterback." I said, "Well, wait a minute. What's that mean? Allen, Cam." And then I was told both that they wouldn't be the starting quarterback there. Whether that happens or not, it depends on where you end up. You know, Carolina could have won that game against the Saints. I mean, they, they're sort of on that fringe of being a, a playoff team. But I don't know what happens with Ron Rivera. And, you know, there's some coaches, too, that you're going to look at. You know, the Cowboys situation, the Giants situation, um, Cleveland situation. You know, Tampa's going to need a new quarterback. Atlanta's going to need a new coach. So there's, there's, there's a lot of unrest in the offseason with not just quarterbacks, but coaches as well, and that could affect who you bring in as your quarterback. Yeah, McClub. Yeah, I don't think you mentioned Denver. seems like they're going to need both. <sighs> Man. Yeah, no. Doesn't it feel like Justin Herbert ends up with the Denver Broncos? L.A. likes big guys. Big arm. But you do, you took Drew Locke in the second round. Fangio's he hasn't been there long enough, right? Why aren't they playing Drew Locke now? That's I saw a tweet today because they don't want to get him killed. <laughs> I know, but at some point, like you're, I got to find out. It's just like like the Redskins with Dwayne Haskins. Do I think he's ready to play now? No, I don't. But I want to find out something, and we did. He's good at taking pictures. I think that's about it right now. Yeah, McClellan. On the other side of that Broncos, the Bills are eight and three. How can someone explain that? Are they an eight and three team? You got to watch them, and it's not pretty. And I, I, I watch them because I thought they were going to end up with ten wins this year. They got a really good defense. Frank Gore, like their running attack, is pretty good, and Allen makes a couple of plays, and they sort of linger. And, you know, they, they've got eight wins. Yeah, they're, they're a playoff team. Okay, but they go to Dallas, Baltimore, at Pittsburgh, at New England, then the Jets. I know. Ten should get you in, but you don't know for sure. I, I don't know if they're going to get to ten, but that's what I thought. I thought they were a playoff team to start the <laughs> I year. think they are. I saw this article, and uh, here's the headline. NFL Rumors. Cowboys Jerry Jones hits the panic button, throws Jason Garrett under the bus after the Patriots' loss. Let me give credit where credit is due. The columnist is Mike Rosenstein, and he is with the New Jersey Advanced Media for NewJersey.com. After the game, Cowboys owner Jerry Jones sounded like he was ready to hit the panic button. It was a significant setback for our team, Jones said. We need this win. We needed a win against an opponent like this. We haven't had one. Okay. Then he goes on to say this. 
I think you're going to get out coached during this era when you come to New England. I do. I think you are. How many owners say that about their coach when they go to New England? Jerry Jones says, I give him his not due there, but it's just what you're dealing with, talking about Belichick. My point is, don't get yourself in a spot where you have to come up here and beat him and beat them on a day like today. Don't get into a spot where that's determining what you want to be about, where that's determining where we're going. He then goes on to say, we all saw why we didn't win it. It was pretty glaring as to why we couldn't get it done. He's talking about coaching. Talking about coaching. Uh, Talked about special teams. A total reflection of coaching there. Um, You know, Jerry doesn't help out Jason Garrett. He likes Jason Garrett, but he doesn't help him out with comments like this. I know he's frustrated, but he's talking about 100% coaching. 100% coaching as, you know, the failures that they had against the Patriots. Yeah, Paul. That, that's why I think he's made his decision. I don't know if he has his next coach in place behind the scenes, back channels, but I, he's usually backed Jason Garrett. It's usually been more positive and less uh, terse and direct. This seems terse and direct. It, it seems like he's laying the groundwork for the blame all at Jason Garrett's feet if they don't make the playoffs. It, he's tried to talk himself into keeping Jason Garrett for a decade. And maybe those days are over because if I'm Jerry Jones, Desperate for one more Super Bowl. And you've made some really smart decisions here. And you've, you've had some good draft picks here. You're going to waste this opportunity. And that's what Jerry has got to be looking at here. You, you have stars, potential stars. you got a good defense. Uh, I think you have a really good quarterback. I don't know what happened to Mari Cooper yesterday, unless it was just Stephon Gilmore was that good. Uh, Zeke Elliott is still has that capability of being dangerous there. I I I just think there is there something is missing from the sidelines to when it gets onto the field there with the Dallas Cowboys, and I don't know if that's going to change anytime soon. That team is too good, and I know we overrate the, the Cowboys because they're the Cowboys, but I watched that defense, and Tom Brady had no answer for that defense. They put a lot of pressure on him, uh, but you got to come up with some plays there. And, you know, we can go, oh, well, the weather. Last I looked, it, it stayed raining when Brady took the field. It was still windy when he took the field. And their defense is really good, too. And you had a couple of stops there that were really important. It was a close game. It could have gone either way. But you got to win these games because you haven't beaten good teams so far. And... If the Eagles somehow figure this out and go on a run, and they can end up with 10 wins. And I still believe you're probably looking at NF, the uh, NFC title game or bust for uh, Jason Garrett. I really feel that way. All right. Uh, let me see. Luke in Indiana joins us. Best and worst of the weekend. Hi, Luke. What do you have for me today? Luke. Hey, Dan. Hey. Uh, Best of the weekend was uh, Tottenham picking up a 3-2 win on West Ham. First win for uh, Jose Mourinho. Uh, I believe it was the first away win in the Premier League for Tottenham since, like, January. Uh, worst of the weekend would have been the video that came out on Sunday of 
Cleveland Brown fans uh, using Mason Rudolph's head as a pinata and swinging a Pittsburgh Steelers helmet at it. Not a good look. I know, I know. And then you had the owner's wife wearing a Cleveland Browns hat with Miles Garrett's number on her hat. That's you know, it's not good. Not a good situation there. Jeremy in Wisconsin joins us. Hi, Jeremy. What do you have for me? Hey, Mr. Patrick. How are you doing today? Good, Jeremy. So I actually have two worsts. Okay. Uh, my first worst is UW-Wisconsin Oshkosh Titans my Titans, losing in the first round of the Division Three football playoff. That's a surprise. That sucks. And my second worst, of course, is the Green Bay Packers Ooh. laying an egg after a bye week. And, <laughs> yeah, that's uh, pretty, pretty sad. I don't know what to think there. All right. Well, thank you, Jeremy. Watching the Packers last night, and like in a blink of an eye, you're going, "Wait a minute, what's happening here?" And the fact that you had a like you had a, a week to prepare for this. I know that we like to get a quarterback who has the intangibles of the quarterback you're going to face. Like you know, the Rams are trying to find somebody to replicate Lamar Jackson for the game tonight. You know, you just want to get ready for that speed. I don't know if you can get ready for the 49ers pass rush. Because we rarely talk about that. I mean, this is four guys. If you can if you can rush the passer, put pressure on the passer, and you don't have to blitz, man, do you have an advantage. And they do. That is a great defensive line. And Aaron Rodgers and the Packers were overmatched. There was no running game. I mean, there was nothing. And 49ers, that, that's a pretty impressive win there. Statement win. And then you got the Rams are playing. This feels like you got to win. You got to continue to win if you're going to make the playoffs. And you got Lamar Jackson and company coming up tonight. 877 3DP show. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Uh, Ravens, Rams coming up tonight. Uh, Ohio State beat Penn State. Oregon Falls. And McLevin, did you find those mock drafts with Justin Herbert? Like, is it all over the map? Not that these are accurate of where Justin Herbert, the Oregon quarterback, is going to go, but had he come out last year? Oh. Top five? In mock drafts, but kind of like Matt Barkley was top five in mock drafts. Do you think that the NFL scouts knew something that the media didn't know, and that's why Justin Herbert went back to college? Do you you think that maybe he was not going to be a top 15 pick. Oh, I don't know. I have no idea. Okay. There was a rumor that he wanted to play with his brother, right, at Oregon. Yeah. And, Is he a tight end? Uh, yeah. And also, he, he doesn't have... Um, I've heard that he doesn't have like that kind of pro personality. He's kind of a, like a, a homebody. I don't know if that's true, like mm. something. But you're, I, I don't know. It feels like you, every time you talk to scouts, they say different things than what the mock drafts say. Yeah, right? Paulie. I've got a couple mock drafts here, but they're, they're media produced. You got to remember, they're media produced. And one's got Justin Herbert going fourth in the draft to the Dolphins. Mm. But then there's another one. I've got him down at the 26th pick in the draft. Uh, you know, all over the first round map. Last year at this time, he was top five, and a lot of places had him number one. I'm not quite sure what I get when I watch him. Because, and that's not a good thing when you're tuning in to watch a quarterback. You know, it's like Josh Allen. Josh Allen wasn't accurate. I mean, very talented, but not accurate. Justin Herbert 
there are times when you go, he's not the best quarterback on the field. I, he wasn't the best quarterback in the lost Arizona State. And, you know, I that team was on the cusp of maybe being a Final Four team. You know, you had the Utah game, but I can't have that kind of inconsistent play at that position when you're on an elite team in college. You know, it's rare when you have that. Yeah, McClellan. It's also so weird. Height used to be the most important factor for a quarterback. Yeah. And now you got Kyler Murray doing great and Baker. You know, Baker had a great rookie year. So I think that height doesn't help him like it used to. I want to know if you can put the ball into a very, very small window. Because that's what the position has become. He could put it through a window. Yeah, you can. And through the door. <laughs> maybe through the, the attic. But, I, you know, it's, it's, it's all about precision. Because these are shorter routes here. You, you have your windows. You have to take advantage of those windows. How many teams throw the ball downfield? They, they don't do it very often. You have, to be, you have to be a 65 to 70% passer, it feels like now, in college. Because you got guys doing that in the pros. Yeah, McLovin. Remember we talked about this mock draft, I think it was on Yahoo, about a month ago with six quarterbacks in the first round? Yeah. I mean, now they're saying Jake Fromm might go back to Georgia. Uh, I don't think he's taken the next step there. No. Now, I, I, I've watched him. I've watched two complete games. And while I like him and a scout told me, you know, he's got a pro offensive line and he's a very sharp kid. They, they still haven't seen him sort of be that, you know, I'm going to take over a game guy. What about Jalen Hurts, too? Like, there was some whispers of first round. That seemed to have gone away. I haven't seen a lot of that. Lately. Yeah, that, that calmed down a little bit because he hasn't put up these gaudy numbers. You know, they barely survived against TCU. They had the great comeback against Baylor. I, I don't think he's a first-round draft pick, but, you know, I, I'm basing it off somebody whose job is to scout these players but hasn't got the opportunity to actually be there at the combine or be there in person to just work them out. You know, that's the difference. The media gives you the mock drafts. And it and a lot of it is just based off of the media. You know, you might ask a coach, what is a coach going to tell you? Now, unless you get somebody who's really honest, you know, you're, you're kind of looking at this going, boy, that guy looks really good, okay? It's when the scouts get a hold of him, you have a combine, you get to work them out, you get to talk to them. That's, that's really when you get your information. And that's when you've got guys who are, who are climbing and falling. And then we blame the kid. And it's not. It's just the scouting gets better, more intense. Uh, let me see. Wayne in Montana joins us. Hi, Wayne. Hi, Dan. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Long time, first time, 6-2-2-30. Um, I'm afraid this weekend it's a, it's a double bad for the weekend. Uh, first one was uh, Montana Grizzlies losing to Polly's Montana State Bobcats, and that hurt a lot. Um, second one is um, Cowboys losing to the Patriots. And, um, you know, I'd just like to say that uh, I agree with Jerry Jones on the weekend, and especially when it comes to special teams coaching. And uh, you look at the four times the Cowboys kicked off, they gave the Patriots the ball to 25 every time. Hey, Wayne. And, yeah. Cheer up a little bit. <laughs> Well, you look at the New England kicking off. You know they had the the high kickoffs that Dallas had to handle, and they didn't handle it three or four times. So I'm afraid uh, I agree with Jerry on that one. All right, well, keep your head up there, Wayne. Yeah, there there was a punt where New England didn't have anybody back, and then Dallas took a timeout. Like, wait a minute, what's going on here? 
it was just Belichick said, I'd rather, you know, they got a great role on the punt than maybe to risk fumbling the ball. It was just a smart coaching decision. And you can't have your guy back at the goal line like Dallas did when you're having these little pooch kicks. And like it just some of this is common sense there where you're going, weather conditions aside, you got to make smart decisions here. And they didn't. We'll talk to Tim Kalashaw, Dallas Morning News columnist, around the horn contributor. We'll talk about the Cowboys. More phone calls coming up, best and worst of the weekend. 21 after the hour here, Dan Patrick Show. Let's be honest. Your family and friends love receiving gift cards for the holidays, and what better way to gift them what they really want than with happy cards? Happy cards make giving personal gift cards easy and stress-free by helping you give the gift of choice. When you give happy cards, your lucky loved one can use them at any of the brands displayed in the card. I use happy cards, and I am a happy camper, and this is exactly what you need to do for the holidays. Your mom, wife, sister, or girlfriend can check out happy her. Picky teenagers, nieces, and nephews can check out happy teen. For the restaurant lover in your life, check out Happy Eats. And that includes Cracker Barrel, Dave & Buster's, Buffalo Wild Wings, or Panera Bread. Last-minute gifts for coworkers, teachers, coaches, and holiday party posts. Check out Happy Moments or Happy Holidays. You'll find everything you need. Cheesecake factories in there, Red Lobster, P.F. Chang's, all good stuff. Happy cards contain no fees, no stress, and they never expire, making it the perfect gift that anyone will love. Best of all... You can avoid the headache of holiday shopping by heading over to giftcards.com and have your happy cards delivered straight to your door. All season long, please enjoy free shipping and all happy cards. Visit giftcards.com slash happy or pick one up today at your local grocery store. Have a happy holiday season with happy cards. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Jim Callishon set to join us. By the way, speaking of driving performance... I went to see Ford versus Ferrari, Kristen Bale and Matt Damon. I'll give you my review. And, of course, I go to the theater. I'm going, God, these lines are so long. Frozen 2 came out this weekend. <laughs> oh, I went, you got to be kidding me. This theater is packed. And then I realized it was parents bringing their kids to see Frozen 2. I didn't see Frozen Although, I'm told that I look like a character in Frozen, right? Is that Olaf? Is that right? With the one tooth after I had... (laughs) (laughs) That I look like Olaf from uh, Frozen. Yes, Paul. My kids saw Frozen too. First first showing, they had a big outing with their friends, like 10 a.m. on Sunday. They were like the first ones in. I had a little bit of an incident. Um, I went to... Got tickets months ago to see Frozen on Broadway and take my kids to... At half, there's an intermission at Frozen on Broadway. We went to see it uh, Saturday afternoon. Big family outing. I'm in the last row of the downstairs section. All of a sudden on my phone, I noticed Yale versus Harvard about to go to overtime. I ran out went to the pub on the corner and watched the last uh, half hour. So I, you don't know how Frozen ended? No, I don't. No idea. Mm. I, 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 I don't want to ruin it for you. No, don't please. No. Yeah, I'm watching, I'm watching Harvard-Yale. Now, I didn't go to the game, but I thought, all right, I'm going to tune in. I tune in. And what I see are about 300 or 400 students sitting down at midfield. And it's halftime. And I go, what kind of ceremony do they have here? And then all of a sudden, Jack Ford is one of the announcers. He goes down to the field and he's talking to the protesters. 
about you know the two universities being involved with oil companies, fossil fuel fracking, and I'm so you know then I I I tune away to another game. I come back and I go. They're still protesting there, and because of the protest, the game went into double overtime, and because it went, there's no lights at the Yale Bowl, and because of the protest, it went. You know the game went longer, so it's a 42 minute delay. And Yale wins this game in dramatic fashion in double overtime where I went outside just to see how dark it was because Yale is about 30 minutes away from me. And, you know, they open up the iris on the cameras. So it looks like, you know, hey, that's light out there. It wasn't. I don't know how they could possibly have played. Students were holding up their uh, their cell phones <laughs> to provide some light. But Harvard hung in there and... Uh, should never have lost that game. Yeah, Paul. The word is that the refs told both coaches the second overtime will be the final overtime before that overtime started. So if it was tied again, it would have gone down as a tie. Oh, and that means Dartmouth would have won the Ivy League outright if it was a tie. And Yale got a piece of the uh, Ivy yeah. by winning that game. Not fair. Throw out the records when those uh, teams get together. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I started watching Penn State, and, and I thought that I thought Indiana would give Michigan a better game than Penn State would give Ohio State. And the first half was pretty good with Indiana and Michigan. And then, I mean, I'm really excited about Michigan. You know, there's part of me that I, I hope Jim Harbaugh wins the game from the standpoint of I love the story. And yes, I grew up an Ohio State fan uh, and you know, probably subconsciously root for them. And have so many relatives who went to Ohio State. But for the story, just the story, Harbaugh beating Ohio State is a better story. Tim Kalashaw, this is a man who writes stories every single day. Sometimes they're true, sometimes they're not. Who cares? He is the columnist for the Dallas Morning News and Around the Horn contributor. Good morning, Tim. Good morning, Dan. I assume you're calling about the first place Maverick. (laughs) (laughs) Um. No, you're going to talk about the Cowboys okay. here. Okay, just checking. Uh, I, I'll check back in with you on Luca here coming up in a moment because he did have a great quote, and I'm going to bring it to your attention. All right, uh, Jerry Jones is not helping the situation here when he makes these comments. Um, does he realize in the moment that he's not really helping the situation by making these he, critical he, comments? He, he's very aware. He's extremely aware. <laughs> okay. This is not new to him. He knows, <laughs> uh, he knows how his words are parsed after every game. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's just laying it out there. The Belichick is a genius and that, 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 uh, the coaching and the fundamentals beat the, beat the Cowboys yesterday. So he's, he's, he's got a plan. What is the plan? He's starting to execute it. He's starting to execute it. Well, I mean, I think if, if the Cowboys don't get to the NFC championship game, as we've talked before, it's going to be real hard for Jason Garrett to stick around. Um, He's got a fine record. We've talked about it many times. He goes nine and seven, basically every year. But uh, the two and three playoff record, the losses in big games, no wins at all over teams this year with winning records. Uh, you know they beat up their division. They're four and zero against their horrible division, yeah. and they're two and five against everybody else. And they're probably going to win the division. But, did, I, did I overinflate them, Tim? I I think they have all the ingredients of being an NFC title game caliber team. What, what, what is missing here? 
that that's that's what gets to the the coaching and and whether they take advantage of matchups, whether they see things that other teams don't take. Do they? Do you ever watch them play a game and go, "Oh man, look what the Cowboys figured out about that that other team." You see it obviously constantly with New England. But even beyond that, you see it with other teams. Uh, they don't have the only position in the team that is, to me, average is their secondary. But their front seven was supposed to be really good. Demarcus Lawrence just got $100 million. Yeah. Those linebackers are supposed to be really good. And that should cover for the secondary a little. And it does sometimes. But uh, they start out every game behind. They start out every game looking a little bit like they don't know what, what they're doing. Is that Jerry Jones calling you? That is, yeah, clearly. Okay. <laughs> You're going to stay on with me, and you'll let that go to voicemail. Yes, I will, yes. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to figure out the strategy yesterday. We make it seem like the rain stopped and the wind stopped when the Patriots got the ball for some reason, and it was only affecting the Cowboys here. But that whole game plan here of going against New England, what did you make of it? Or did they have a game plan? You know, I think the plan to run the ball more – was uh, was was a good idea, uh, and and that succeeded somewhat. But yeah, they looked completely surprised to be playing in the rain and to be playing with a wet ball, and you know where it really showed up. Obviously, it was on special teams, and I think Belichick had seen what happened in the Detroit game where Tony Pollard didn't field a kickoff cleanly, and it could have been a disaster. And so they did a couple of those kicks that don't go to the to the end zone, and the Cowboys are all over the map looking like the keystone cops out there so you know it just one team knew what the weather was going to be knows how to play in it and garrett's attitude is always kind of we'll play anywhere anytime we just go play football but that's (laughs) that's kind of a losing lament in a situation like this what do you make of those tripping penalties now that that's weird and and uh, i've never you know usually when you've seen tripping it's a guy on the ground or something sticking his foot out and fairly obvious. This is, this is Travis Frederick raising his knee about three inches and catching a guy as he goes by. And I've never seen that called. I, you know, they can tell me that maybe by the letter of the law is tripping, but how, how many times have you seen that? I don't, I don't, I haven't seen that. That was, that was clearly not, not, not helpful to the Cowboys cause. I also didn't understand when they were down inside the red zone and it's third and eight. They, I mean, they settled for the field goal. And in the moment, I said, I don't know if you're going to get back down here again. I would have two plays. I would, I would be geared up for two plays and try to get the first down. Um, you know, the defense was playing pretty well. The weather, obviously, an issue. But I, I didn't think they were going to get this opportunity again. And I said, I think Troy Aikman said at the time as well, I'd be going for a touchdown. Your thoughts yeah. on that? I, I wasn't as in full agreement on that. I mean, I think okay. he could have gone for it, obviously. I thought fourth and seven, you're playing the New England Patriots. Well, what are the Cowboys at the end of the day on third downs? I think they were two for 13. I mean, it's a really hard team to make that play against. But to your point, there's a little over six minutes to go. You're assuming you're going to stop them and, you know, Cutting the lead to four doesn't do you much. No. You're still going to need a touchdown at some point. So I don't think that was a great move. I don't think that was a a, a killing, uh, you know, fatal move for the 
Cowboys yesterday, but it, but it wasn't it wasn't exactly aggressive. He's Tim Callishaw, Dallas Morning News columnist, around the horn contributor. How big is the uh, Luka Doncic fandom in Dallas? Well, I mean, it, it, it's amazing. I was there Friday night, and he just he had a normal game Friday. Uh, he had thirty-seven and fourteen, and they won by forty-two. Um, so it, it's just kind of crazy. I mean, we we thought mistakenly Doncic Porzingis is going to be one and one A. Um, there's only one one, and Porzingis is getting better. But I mean, he's as has been pointed out many times for a twenty-year-old, he's putting up numbers that only LeBron put up, and and he's beating most of those. It's pretty fascinating to watch. Luca was asked uh, after the game, the win against Houston, why the Dallas defense is better this year, and this is what he had to say. We're much confident this year. Uh, you know, uh, last year we had Dirk in defense, so it was tough. Dirk on defense, which is tough. That's a great answer there. Defense has got to get better. Legitimate answer, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, but, you know, the Mavs had to know what they were. They had to see something that nobody else was seeing because you had Phoenix and Sacramento who passed on him. Yeah. So who is the genius behind this? Um, You know, I think they'd looked at him for a long time, and, and Donnie Nelson's history you know, he, he's, he was the one who got Sharunas Marcellonis over here uh, to Golden State. That's like almost 30 years ago now, and he's coached over there a lot. So he would have been on him early. I think a lot of people liked him, but those, other, those first two that you mentioned, they just have it, oh, we need centers. One could take Eaton and Bagley. Just, okay, you do what you want to do. You let this guy go. Uh, but teams did that so with it, Jordan, not to compare Luka – to Jordan, no, but, yeah, they always, it, you know, oh, yeah, we've got a good six-five guy. We need a seven-footer. <laughs> okay, you do what you want to do. Uh, now, you know, for Atlanta's sake, I mean, Trey Young has been great. Yes, he's not Luca great, but he's been really good. So that trade isn't terrible for them. But yeah, the Mavericks to get him at five is is is, is tremendous. And I was talking to Reggie Miller about this, uh, Jalen Rose about this. Like, we love the new story, and Luca is the new story, whereas the Greek freak is better this year than last year. Harden better this year than last year. LeBron has reinvented himself. The odds of Luca winning the MVP, in your opinion, would be what? Uh, they're still very, very long. I mean, th- those three guys that you mentioned that have all won it, are having great years and, and we're still, we're 16 games in. So people are eventually going to try to do something to get the ball out of his hands. It, I, it amazes me the, the way he still creates open three pointers, his step back three and people let him do it. And maybe they can't figure out how to not let him do it. But even, even the way teams defend Harden, it's like they, they know what they can't do there or try not to. Um, so the odds are long, but I think he's got a great shot to finish in the top three as a 20-year-old, which I think I saw has happened. I think somebody's been in the top five three times ever. So, Are you on Around the Horn today? I am on tomorrow, Dan. Would you like me to, you know, give you some secret signal or? I don't know. I, my ear? You know I tell the audience to tune in because I truly believe you. I mean, you're a journalist. Mm-hmm. And it just feels like you disappoint my audience. (laughs) 
I think that show disappoints its audience <laughs> on a regular basis. We've been doing it for 17 years and we'll continue to disappoint. Could the you audience. maybe put a sign over your shoulder and mm, Woody like? Yeah. Some sort of signage. Yeah. Like something like that? Okay, yeah. Yeah, that'll happen. Okay, we'll tune what else, in what tomorrow. Else, what else do you got? <laughs> <laughs> I'd say adjust your tie, but you don't wear your tie. Don't, I haven't worn a tie lately. Should I go back to the tie? Okay. Plasky wears ties every day. Yeah, but he doesn't get extra points for a tie. Yeah, I was going to say, does he help him? No. no. Does, does, does he have a good winning record? No. <laughs> Isola wears ties. Does Frankie Eyes? Does he get? Does he get a lot of wins? I don't think so. Well. It'd be nice if you gave this audience a little acknowledgement. I mean, we've been okay. there for you. You have. Yeah. <laughs> you have. Your army on Twitter is, is impressive. Thanks, Tim, for taking time out today. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Thank and you. Dan Thank you, Tim. Thank you. That's Tim Callishaw. Dallas Morning News and Around the Horn. We'll come back. More phone calls, best and worst of the weekend. I got a movie review of Ford versus Ferrari. The American Music Awards were last night. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about that coming up. Monday night is podcast night. For the Los Angeles Lakers. What's happening, everybody? This is the official, official Lakers, Lakers podcast. podcast. I'm your host, Mike Trudell. Super pumped to be here, flanked by Aaron Larsoul. You ready to go? I'm ready to go. Let's, Let's get, get it. it. I think the Lakers will be a top 10 defense. Okay, now. you're calling your shot again. A little turnaway pass blocked by Anthony Davis. A team that has two stars, or two superstars in this case, as LeBron and AD, can sometimes cancel each other out. But I think they're both good candidates for MVP. I really like the way that this team just feels to be around. Mm-hmm. The, the uh, it's a it's a very clear message. It's two stars and LeBron and AD, and it's everybody else that's on board. The relationship that is developing between those two, off the court and on the court, their cohesiveness on the court. I think in this case, this is a special case that the two of them will enhance each other as opposed to taking away from each other. Be sure to rate, subscribe, and leave a review. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the Support This Podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now, back to the show. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 731.20. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details. Third down and 16, and Daniels is going to throw deep. He's got Ayuk. He makes the catch. Ayuk at the 30, at the 20, at the 10, at the 5. Touchdown, Devils! An 81-yard catch and run. Jaden Daniels to Brandon Ayuk. Ayuk's a lot of fun, man. Sun Devils Radio Network. Oregon loses at Arizona State. Arizona State versus Arizona coming up. Next week, and that is your Discover Play of the Weekend. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score, 
And checking your scorecard won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. Went to see Ford versus Ferrari. Matt Damon, Christian Bale. Now, this is based off a true story where Ferrari was winning the uh, 24 Hours of Le Mans. And Ford wanted to have a sexy new car, rival this, and maybe younger people were going to buy Ford. Ford had the Mustang. So this is 66, 67, 68, 69. I think Ford won Le Mans with uh, you know, the Shelby Cobra. Uh, and so, so once again, based on a true story, and then uh, Shelby developed this car with unlimited finances from Ford, and then they had a driver who's a little quirky and uh, Christian Bale, and then they're setting out to beat Ferrari at the 24 Hours of uh, Le Mans. And uh, Matt Damon plays uh, Shelby, and uh, Christian Bale plays the uh, uh, driver. I think Kenny Miles. And uh, it shot really well. And, and it's a little bit longer movie than I thought. It didn't feel that way, but it was good. You know, they're, they're, it's, a, it's a little choppy. They're, you know, it's not, it's not a great movie, but it's one of those, you want to sit down and disappear for two hours and a half? It, it's good. Uh, I don't know if anybody's winning any awards from it. If anybody does, it'd probably be Christian Bale be up for a nomination maybe. But it, it was shot really well. A um, couple things bothered me a lot in the movie, but for the most part, it was entertaining. Uh, Ford versus Ferrari, so I'd say if you... And see it in the theater, because it, it really plays well in the theater. Yes, Paul? It's, it's weird how, like when I saw the name of the movie, I'm like, that's a, that's a terrible name. But I guess it really clarifies what the movie is about. But it's hard to root for Ford as an underdog against Ferrari. And really, that's, they sort of set up that premise that you know, Ferrari is the, the best car ever made. You know, handmade, and, but it's a small company. And Ford wants to buy Ferrari, and then Ferrari doesn't want to sell to Ford. So you have this sort of rivalry. Henry Ford II uh, doesn't come off as a nice guy at all. Like, it's hard to root for Ford. But you're rooting for Matt Damon and uh, Christian Bale. By the way, those those Cobras, I don't know what they go for now. Those are probably million-dollar cars. Those Shelbys, oh, my gosh. But I think they won Le Mans uh, 1996, 97, 98, 99. Or uh, 1967, 68, 69, something like that. But, uh, yeah, it was, I don't know where they got those cars, but that was pretty pretty sharp, too. Full recommendation on this movie? Yeah. Partial? Yeah. I would say, yeah. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd go watch it. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, see. There's a 1965 Shelby Cobra on mm. eBay right now. You How wanna, much? You want to take a guess? 800 $800? No. 800, a little higher. 800000 No. Paul said one twenty. dollars uh, That's very close. Wait, a little low. 120000 This says... Oh. Uh, by the way, it's used. Uh <laughs> It's, uh, this has, you could buy it now for 134900 Oh, man, I thought those were crazy expensive cars. Uh, one could argue that is. No, but I mean like a million-dollar car. Because Shelby created these unbelievable cars back then. Yeah, this says the Shelby Cobra became, I'm going to guess, famous with the Ford versus Ferrari uh, movie. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder what that does to the value of those cars. It's nice looking. Yeah. But they had some you know, great cars back then. 
Uh, but yeah, Ferrari would have been the underdog, you would have thought, not Ford. But they somehow made you like going, oh, Ford, I'm rooting for them. <laughs> uh, let me see. McLovin, best and worst of the weekend. Uh, worse is going to be the obvious tanking going on in Cincinnati, and nobody except me seems to care about that. Hello? Okay. Uh, <laughs> the best is going to be the San Francisco 49ers. I went full on that bandwagon again. Oh, Although I don't know that they beat the Seahawks, but last night that was awesome. Can you stay on a bandwagon for less than, you know, or a little bit more than 48 hours? I've been on is the that- Luka Doncic bandwagon for 72 hours. Okay. All right. But, uh, yeah, if they're at home, oh, my gosh, they're <laughs> – you notice that the Patriots can't lose at home? That is like sort of if they get the home field advantage, they just they're not losing any games. Yeah, I think the Ravens can go there and beat them. I think that that kind of that, that defense is good and that running game that that'll travel. Seton O'Connor, best and worst. Speaking of hopping on bandwagons, Dan Lamelo Ball, thirty-two point uh, triple double, game tying shot, also, overtime win, eighteen years old. Is it too early or too late to hop on that? And when I saw it, too, I was just like, oh, I didn't know he played for the Hawks. And then it's like the, like, Il Illuminati <laughs> Hawks or something. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, oh, okay. What, and the Ishwaganda Hawks. What, oh. what, what country is he playing in? I think he's playing in Wales, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, Wales basketball. Oh, Don't sleep on, on it, Dan. I think. I could be making that up. They could ball. It's Wales. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's serious. Hey, he's going to be, a, I think, a top five pick. I think so. That's wild. He might be. Wild. He might turn out to be the best of the ball brothers. The best ball. Yeah. Uh, my bestie worst-ish of the weekend, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll have to save it. Oh! Wow, that's a tease. All right. Uh, Fritzy's not here, so did he send in his best and worst of the weekend? I'll cover all the crappy content for the day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, mean-spirited. That's not... All right, two hours in the books, one more to go, more phone calls, best and worst of the weekend. Seton, Pauly, McLovin, without Fritzy, Dan Patrick Show. Five-hour energy helps you get through your crazy on-the-go life. And now it comes in two great tropical flavors, strawberry banana and tropical burst. They're delicious and can transport you to a tropical paradise. Try them both, then vote for your favorite at 5hewin.com. You could be on the go to someplace you actually want to go. Offer ends 73120. Terms apply. See www.5hewin.com for details.